This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, after 12 rounds of action here at Barclays Center, the winner by majority decision and the new Still makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. What a year 2016 was for Carl the Jackal Frampton. Going to Scott Quigg's backyard of Manchester and taking his crown off him and then stepping up in weight to become the first Northern Irish two-division world champion by beating Leo Santa Cruz in New York City. 2017 is somewhat of uncharted territory for Carl as he suffered his first professional defeat to Leo Santa Cruz in January in Las Vegas. As far as he's concerned, it's 1-1. And number three has to happen. And I'm sure at some point before Carl calls it a day, it will. However, before that happens, the small matter of Andres Gutierrez, almost a year to the day after that famous victory in New York City. However, this time the location is Belfast, a reward for those fans that have travelled all over the globe to see their man create history. I managed to catch up with Carl recently at Barry McGuigan's gym as he's knee-deep in camp for that fight on July the 29th. We had a little bit of a chat about various things, boxing mainly, but we also just had a bit of a crack. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. Uh, down at McGuigan's gym, Wandsworth, London, and probably the hottest day of the year, and I've just caught Carl from Hampton in Costas, mate, having a, having a coffee, aren't you, lad? You know what I mean? I'll, yeah. I'll just lay the year, lad. No coffees. I had an iced tea, um, just for a change. N- nice as well. <laughs> no cakes. You're in camp now. No, I'm in camp. Um, had a wee bit of dried fruit there as a treat. You sound absolutely enthralled by that, mate. No, it was nice. As a treat? Yeah, a bit of dried mango, a bit of sugar in it. It was all right. It wasn't bad. Not as good as a carrot cake, but it was all right. <laughs> when did camp start? Did it start Monday? No, no, I've been in camp for probably six or seven weeks now. Um, I've been training a pretty long time. Obviously, the fight has only recently been announced, but uh, we had that date set aside, the 29th of July. So I was training for, from start to finish, a camp was probably going to be a 13-week camp, so I'll be in decent enough shape um, and ready for the fight. Mate, the only reason I ask you that is because it was Father's Day at the weekend. The kids will be knocking about with the chocolate and the ca- and the cakes and all that type of stuff. That's got to do your head in, son. It is. Nah, it's all right. I don't mind. Um, I went out. Went out for a big feed on Sunday. What I do on a Sunday when I when I go home is um, when I'm in camp, I don't I don't eat a breakfast, um, and I have my dinner about four o'clock, so I don't eat anything up until about four, and then I pig out. But it's all good food, like big steak and nice veg, whatever. But properly fill myself up. And then don't eat again the rest of the day. So 
It's, it seems to work. Like I don't know what a nutritionist would say about that, but um, that's what I like to do. See, the, the kids, when they see you come back and they know that Daddy's now a fighter and stuff, they'll probably be thinking, we're going to get his pudding. We're going we're gonna to get his dessert at some point. But obviously, on, if you're telling me that, mate, they're not getting nothing. Strange, my kids, you, you, they kind of, you, I don't know, they, eat, they like to eat like me. Like My wee girl, she's six, loves like steak and stuff. Um, you try and not give her a bit of ice cream and she doesn't. She turns her nose up at it, so strange bunch. She's broken. She's broken. Yeah, I don't know. Well, she needs to do something because she's... Um, Skinny kids, very skinny, but um, I don't know. They go through these phases, but uh, it's strange. She'd rather have a bit of a bit of steak than um, than a than a bowl or bowl of ice cream. It's a weird one. Not at my house, mate. My, my, mine are all over the treats. They they skip the main meal and go for the treats. Listen, let's talk before we get Gutierrez and before we get Belfast. Let's talk about um, Santa Cruz, America, mate. The plan, as if every time I speak to Barry about yourself, it's always. The words that he always mentions are Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame fighter. That's the plan, Hall of Fame fighter. And if you're going to be a Hall of Fame fighter, you go out, uh, you go out to the States and that's where you do it, man. Um, first time round went to plan. Second time round, still an unbelievable fight, but didn't go your way. Yeah. I know you want number three, mate, but I'm sure you've got plans after Belfast to go back out to the States and do it again. Of course, you know, I, I'm kind of, I, I was 30 on my last birthday, so. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I had a shave there recently, so I don't look it, but. I'm 30 years old now. I don't want to be fighting. I don't want to be hanging around for the rest of my days. So I want to. I want to have a few fights in the states, a few fights back home, and then call it a day pretty soon. Um, but I, you know, the Hall of Fame, potentially, if I get a few big names on on the resume before I pack it in, you know, I could be I could be a Hall of Fame fighter. The only the only guy from Northern Ireland ever to win world titles in two divisions. I, I'd like to have a crack at Superfeller at some weight as well, but. At some at some point as well, but the main guy that I want to fight um, before my career is up is the only man to beat me as a professional. That's Leo Santa Cruz. Just to settle the score, it's it's one all. It has you, to. You, you got a rubber match, haven't you? You've yeah. got to have a decider. Yeah, of course, and it kind of it sets it up nicely. You know, um, if you want to take any sort of positive from me getting beat the second time, it just sets it up for the third fight. So um, it's going to be tough. I think if we fight, me and him fight. 10 times they're all going to be tight fights so um, but the rubber match has been set up hopefully it can come off Belfast I'd love it to be in Belfast he's not going to fancy that man he's not going to come on, he's not going to come to your home city with them screaming mad fans mate in Windsor Park it's not, it's not going to happen is it I, I doubt he'll come to Belfast but you never know in this game but um, I highly doubt that I may have to travel for that one but I, I've done it you know I, I travelled to the States before and beat him um, I'm confident I can do it again um, but again, it's one fight at a time. I need to get past this guy Gutierrez first, and and if there's any slip-ups here, you can forget about the Santa Cruz fight, you know. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. In that second fight, do you take it as a compliment that he totally changed his game in order to to tackle what you did to him in the first time round? No, I didn't take it because he fought totally differently. I've never seen him fight like that. Yeah, that, and that's that's the mistake that, that I made. I, I I didn't think he could fight like that, and um, that wasn't me being naive. I was thinking that. You know, where was the evidence of him fighting like that in his 30-odd 30, 30 previous fights? So I thought he was just going to come even more. He's going to come head first and, and try a little bit harder than he did the first time. But he got up on his toes and, and uh, he outsmarted me, um, which I wasn't expecting. But we'll know what they expect the next time. Um, and uh, hopefully, it, you know, hopefully it comes off. But again, I can't be thinking about him 
until I get past this guy, Gutierrez, which is a, which is a tough fight, dangerous fight. Young guy who's up for it. A lot of you fans said he's a 37 pro fight, turn pro when he's 15. Good puncher. Um, he's big, massive. When I seen him at the, at the weigh-in, I was surprised at how big he is, but he's a lot of weight to shift. Uh, sorry, not the way in the, the press conference. But he's a lot of weight to shift, and I think that he'll be a different man when I see him on fight week. And with that in mind then, down the stretch, take him out? I, I, I'd be hopeful that I could do it, but I, I'm looking to go and, and put a show on, a show on and, and get back to doing what I, what I know how to do best. My last few fights have kind of, with Santa Cruz especially, I've kind of been fighting a bit too much, um, even in, in the one that I won. Um, but I, you know, I'm a good boxer and I can get up on my toes and, and outbox people and bamboozle them if I want. Um, I want to get back to that and I think this guy is made for me to do that. He'd be dangerous because he's a puncher, but if I, if I get up on my toes and hit him with, with fast counters, I'll break him down. I'd be hopeful that I can be the first guy to stop him, but the, the objective is obviously just to win. Absolutely, they don't they don't they don't make bad fighters in Mexico, do they, mate? And that's what he's done the majority of his tutelage. Yeah, he's a, he's a good fighter. Uh, he was with Canelo Promotions at a time. Um, the only loss he's got on his career is to a former world champion Christian Mejares, and he didn't lose the fight. I watched yeah, it. It was a majority decision, that wasn't it? Yeah, was it? I, 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 yeah, it was a majority decision. I watched the fight, and and I, it was, I don't even think it was that close. If I'm being honest, I think he won it by you know three or four rounds probably. So. Um, highly controversial. Should probably be an undefeated fighter, but um, I'm hoping hoping that I can do a proper job on him. And the way things are going and training at the minute, I'm starting to get my sharpness back and my timing's getting there. Uh, my lungs are, are 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 getting back to what they used to be. So I'm looking forward to it. The um, how important was it to do this in Belfast for you for the fans that have obviously I mean. We know about your following, mate. I mean, they, they, they follow you to New York, they follow you to Vegas. So how important was it from your point of view just to say, yeah, here's a bit of a treat, let's go and do this at home? I wanted to fight at home and uh, that's what I wanted to do. I haven't fought in Belfast for two and a half years. Obviously, Windsor Park was disgusting, and disappointing that we, we, couldn't, we couldn't do Windsor Park. But things changed right at the last minute and it just made it kind of impossible for us to do that. But... Um, we will do Windsor at some point in my career. Um, I'm just disappointed for people missing out on tickets, that's all. Um, well, what's happened there, man? Is touts just buying stuff and flogging them off at ridiculous, ridiculous prices? Touts are doing that. They, they, get, they, they get a hold of the tickets and they sell them at 300 400% and make a 300 or 400% markup on, on, on each ticket, which is unfair, and, and I hate it, if I'm being honest, but that's the nature of the game, and that's just what happens. It happens in, it happens in music, concerts, yeah. it happens in sport, it happens everywhere. Um, so there's not a lot you can really do about that, but it's not even it's not even the touts. It's just the demand. You know, the Odyssey holds nine thousand, and uh, we we probably could have sold eighteen thousand, maybe twenty thousand tickets, and um, that's it's just it's just unlucky that people are going to miss out. But um, the plan is to win this fight in in the Odyssey, um, have another fight hopefully before the end of the year, and then I'd like to come back to Windsor, kind of around May time things things being well if the obviously you're not looking ahead get through Gutierrez if the Leo Santa Cruz doesn't happen and you've just mentioned there that over the next two years you're thinking right I just want the big ones the legacy making fights and then that's me don't want to go and enjoy my kids and enjoy the rest of my life um who are you thinking are you thinking anybody are you looking at them because they've got to be big names aren't they you've got to be you've got to be talking huge huge names that's what I want you know Gutierrez although he's not the biggest name in, in world boxing. He is still a dangerous fight, and that's another thing. I didn't want to. I didn't want to fight a mug. I wanted to fight someone I, I can get up for, 
and I'll need to be on my game to beat this guy. Um, Boxing fans know the crack with that. I'm talking about the casual man on the street who goes, oh, Lomachenko or something like that, you know what I mean? You want, I want names, I want names. So Lomachenko is a big name. <laughs> that would be a very, very difficult fight, and he's a weight division above. I can see Lomachenko moving up through the weight divisions pretty soon anyway. Um, but we'll... Uh, I just want, I want big names, you know, I've, I've probably five or six fights left and I want, you know, Santa Cruz, Abner Mares, potentially, Lee Selby, potentially, anyone with a name and, and a belt as well, preferably, um, is, that's what I want. Just want how, how, clo- how close have you been to making the Lee Selby fight? Because a lot of British fans want that, don't they? Yeah, it, was a, it was a big fight, but they, they kind of, you know, no disrespect to Lee, he's a great fighter and, and someone I respect a lot, but they, they messed us about and... You know, they led us up a garden path and, and they told us that the fight with Barrios, the, the mandatory, wasn't going to happen. Um, so we were thinking, OK, that's not going to happen. We can slide in there and fight Lee for his IBF title. Um, but when we spoke to the IBF, actually, we spoke to the IBF and Kel Brook fought um, Spence and the IBF official. Um, IBF are one of the strictest organisations as well. They make sure the mandatories have to fight. And... You have to fight your monetary. They just said, he has to fight this guy. He has to fight him, simple as. Um, so, kind of ruled that one out. And we're dis- disappointed because we had genuinely had talks and, and, and hope, hope to get it done. But things just work out and it wasn't to be this time. But again, you know, hopefully it can happen at some point in the future. Regarding the other guys that are in the stable with you, because you're, uh, you've been here for some time now, my friend, living away from home, doing this on a regular basis. It's relatively new for all these guys that we're having a watch at today, doing a bit of sparring. We've just done a, a lovely chat with uh, Josh, who's got a great fight coming up against O'Hara. Um, what do you see in them quite a similar thing that you've already been through? Do you, do you feel like you're kind of, you've you blazed that trail for these guys to follow in those footsteps a little bit? You've heard people Regarding routine, I mean. Yeah, no, I've heard people talking about that, but, you know, I just feel like one of the, one of the lads, and I'm... I'm I still feel like at, at this point in my career, I'm still learning, and I hang around to watch Josh Taylor spar. He's someone that I feel like I can I can learn from. The kid's an amazing talent; he really is. Um, so obviously, I, I you know I, I have been there and I've done it and I've been involved in some big fights, um, but you know I just I just carry on as normal, and I'm, I'm just one one of the lads. We listen to Shane; he's a trainer, Barry's a manager, and uh, we do as we're told. Really, um, it's all the same. I'm not, you know, I'm not. I never get too big from the boots. Wouldn't be allowed anyway. Um, so that's just the way it is here. What's downtime, man? Because now you're chilling. Yeah. You've got a little bit of downtime now, even though you've been drinking crazy drinks in uh, in Costa. What's yeah. what's the downtime? We just fart around, mate. Just really not a lot. We just sit around. It's um, set up, isn't it? You got the darts. You got the computer. You got all sorts of yeah. stuff going on. Um, we have we have a few games we play on the dartboard. Um, we it's pretty it's pretty monotonous really you know we're in here we do two sessions a day we hang around here in between the sessions eat some food chill out maybe go for a wee sleep um Mate, don't do this my listeners are listening to this thinking to themselves no it's glorious it's glamorous this guy's this guy's the double champion of the world man two-way champion of the world he's he's, he's riding in bentley's all day long aren't you son uh, not at all i got the bus here this morning um from from where i stay in putney so um, no, no Bentleys for me, but we've got a Segway, which is good. We've got a little track we do, and we've got a, a litter. Are you allowed on that, mate, for insurance purposes? Well, are you allowed on it? When Barry's not here, I'm allowed on it. Um, but I'm not great on it anyway. I'm like a safety-first approach. The boys are a bit more 
um, aggressive on it than me. Um, so we've got a leaderboard over here. I think there's a kid called Josh Pritchard who's now helping out with Shane um, in the corner at the fights. He's he's top of the top of the board and by by a good way, I think. So I'm about out of about eight on the board. I th I'm about sixth. What's this? Is this like a time trial around yeah, the track? Yeah, around the track on the Segway, so twice round. Um, it's good. It's good fun. <laughs> Regarding, just finally, mate, because I know that you're your fans this is I'm not blowing smoke up your backside I'm from Manchester so therefore I follow Ricky Hatton a lot right so I know what those die hard fans are like and I haven't seen a fighter of this generation do it like Ricky until you came along and do your thing and that's probably proven with everything that's happened in America do you is the way that you act after a fight like going to the boozer with him and saying thanks and paying a drink on and stuff like that are you fully aware of that that that's not the norm. That's that doesn't normally happen. Well, I, yeah, I'm not. I'm you've got your die. You've, you've got diehard fans like eight to ten lads will pay big money to go to New York to watch you fight. We're not talking eight to ten. We're talking eight to ten thousand people coming out to see you. No, I just wanna. I, I can't. You know, it costs a lot of money to get the um, the states to watch me fight, and and people a lot of times don't have a lot of money, and they're putting themselves in difficult positions. So I think it's the least I can do really, just to go and you know shake hands, take photographs. Um, have a pint, and that, and that's it, really. And and people seem to like that, but um, that's just me trying to give a wee bit back, just something, because I do appreciate the support. And you know, being compared to Ricky Hatton, it's, I don't know. I, obviously, I don't think there's anyone ever going to be do what he done. You know, twenty thousand or maybe more, twenty five thousand. Um, the the Vegas that was that was crazy. But I was I was pretty happy with the five thousand that I that I brought. I was, and I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. But but Hatton was. Uh, an enigma. He was just unbelievable. We we got time yet, mate. We got you got a little bit of time left to get to into the uh, five figures rather than just the four. Oh, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I'm five. Five is good. Five thousand is good for me. Um, but you know the fan base is increasing all the time. So who knows? But um, that's what happens with big fights. You fight the big names. The, bit, the, the fans come with that. That's it. So it's something I'm very proud of, and uh, I hope that the, the fan base can continue to grow as well. Just to finish. Not on you, not on anything in here. Everybody's talking Mayweather McGregor. What do you make of it? Uh, I think the fight is a bit of a farce, if I'm being honest. I'm going to it as well, by the way. Um, oh, you, got, you, got a, you got a bruise there? Are you, uh, you being looked after? Well, apparently I am, but I, I don't know yet. I've been told I've got a ticket to the fight. Um, that will be cheap sunshine, I'll tell you something. If somebody's sorting you out, that's not, that's not a cheap do, that, is it? I don't. Apparently, the guy that I'm speaking to says I don't, I don't have to pay for anything in Vegas anymore because I brought... Because <laughs> you put so much money in there with the fans. 5,000 over to the last fight. So um, this guy's one of Al Heyman's people and obviously Heyman and, and Mayweather's linked and, and I'm linked with Heyman. So he's, he says he can get me and the missus a ticket. And see, to be honest, I'm, I'm just going I'm going for the atmosphere. It's going to be a wild weekend. It's a, it's a month after my fight, so I'll probably still be having a bit of downtime. I'm just going for the steam, really. That's all. I've been being brutally honest. Uh, four days in Vegas, and uh, you and the missus taking it all and enjoying. There's a load of us. Big Conrad Cummings is going as well. I twisted his arm. Um, him and his missus. It's like. Do you think? Do you think fans maybe should look at it like what you're doing there as an event, as a as an occasion rather than a fight? Yeah, I think so. I never get to do these sort of things, and I, you know, I'm always training. And I can't go to the big events at the Euros. Another Ireland in the Euros for the first time in decades. And, and I, I wanted to go and you know with the lads for two weeks. I wanted to bring my dad and you know go on the beer and everything else. But 
I was training for a fight and uh, I went to one match in and out same day. So it's not the same really, but so I missed out on a lot of big things. But this one's just fell right and I'm just going to soak up the atmosphere and I think if everyone else treats it like that, it's going to be a, a mad weekend. On the steam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Top man, Cole. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Nice one, man. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. I'm sure you agree. What an absolute top fella. But you already knew that, didn't you? Thank you so much for downloading this particular show. Uh, subscribe to the podcast to get more stuff throughout the course of the week. Absolutely free. If you're a big boxing fan, big UFC fan, we do several free episodes per week. This week, there's a few extra ones in there as well, including an interview with Josh Taylor, who also trains out of Barry McGuigan's gym. And we caught up with a guy that he's going to be fighting against, O'Hara Davis. It's all available on our website, fightdisciples.com. Make sure you subscribe. You get it all for absolutely nothing. We're also on social media, at Fight Disciples, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We won an award, you know, the best sports podcast in the UK. Fight. Thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.